And we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, the podcast that is dedicated to the new core of hip hop, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And we are powered by one of the most authentic clothing lines in the world. Authentic. Shout out to Classic Material and our glorious benefactor, Los, aka Carlos of Classic Material. We're so happy that uh, he can continue to support us uh, as he um, ventures off into his own projects with Mika. Oh, shit. Yes. Book of Rhymes. That's out now. It's out. We've been working on it for a while and it's it's pretty it's pretty dope. So you guys should check us out. Book of Rhymes podcast. You can find us on all streaming platforms. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You need to come off some of them Sade shirts, Carlos. <laughs> they have Sade shirts there? They do. I need some Soldier Sade Love. Shirts. They're not Sade shirts. They're Soldier of Love shirts. You can check out that uh, shirt and more at classicmaterialny.com. Also, if you make natural hair products, you know, shea butter, honey, um, vitamin E, aloes, we're more than welcome to, you know, you sponsoring us too. A lot of people on this podcast got long hair. I'd very much like to use your products, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stand But you are. Fully hey. Hey. Yes. Hey. I, Dad joke ahoy. <laughs> I like it. I am oh, indeed your your host and moderator, Lion Goodman, the podcaster formerly known as Saul, also known as Lion of Bed Stuy. Can't believe I walked right into that one, you but it's okay. Did. You should <laughs> would, uh, would the funniest man in the room like to introduce himself? Yo, Milton's not here, though. Oh, <laughs> oh you just dissed uh, yourself. No. That's why I didn't say the second funniest <laughs> no, on the podcast. Okay. I said uh, the oh. funniest in the room. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, hey, what's up? I'm DK Marco, New Jersey's juggernaut. And I don't have any words of wisdom today other than you can't spell Nas without Nas. That is a Milton line. He originated. Exactly. (laughs) He's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. He's here. Here in spirit. (laughs) Milton is still a part of the game, but he couldn't join us this evening. Uh, But we are joined by a very special guest. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can speak on yourself, sir. (laughs) I'm DJ Rob Champion. I am the host of the Cooler Than Ecto podcast. It's a dope nostalgia podcast for undope times. So, yeah. Uh, I also DJ. That's why, uh, hence the DJ in front of the name. Um, yeah. I like DJ Wackademics. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually DJ? Yeah. So, at once that- upon a time, he did. Okay, well, if you, I feel like if you had not had a DJ set in like ninety in like ninety days, you have to retire that until you. <laughs> ninety days. Wow. Ninety days. You oh, are no t- longer. It's, it's, it's rough out here. At least to have, it, to have it in the beginning of your name. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you okay. could be like okay. academics. I used to DJ or I DJ sometimes, but if you're not doing it in, on a ninety-day periodic timeline, you gotta. I think he's rebranding. Uh, shameless plug. That's another. Uh, Topic from my podcast. Okay. Rapper rebrands. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but true. I think he actually is. I think you'll hear more people refer to him as DJ Academics than you'll see anything on his platforms that reference DJ. Literally, I did not know he actually was a DJ until like probably. Like this is a back year ago. when he. This is back when Everyday Struggle had Joe Budden on it and thus was relevant. Yeah. I guess. Oh, wait, I, no, you I, know I didn't what? know I'm not going to talk shit because Wayne was on it. 
he used to DJ back when he was in college back yeah, in the Rutgers, day. Yeah. So before he was ever that famous. Like we used to follow each other on Twitter. Weird enough, just I just followed him because I was like, oh, you're from Jersey and you DJ. No, I'm interested in that. And every now and then we would text a little bit back and forth. I didn't realize that like him. What? No, no, you no. Like I'm like, in his DMs why is this the first fucking time we're hearing about like, what? this? What? No, this, no, was, this was you way, are, way back you in the day. No, no, no. This story is way, way important right now. No, wait. I've been your friend for mad long and I still don't know this. How the fuck did you not tell me about that? Because it wasn't, it's not relevant. Because, like, no, nah, no. Nah. When I said text back and forth. Texting D- DJ Academics. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. I said text. I said text. I meant we would, like, go back and forth on Twitter every now and then. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. No DMs. No nothing. He seemed like a cool dude to me, and I just started noticing him just posting more and more, like, stories and less just, like, funny commentary. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I heard Charlemagne use his name on the radio, and I was like, I guess he's important. And then... And we're still wondering if that's true. Jesus I mean, did. Vic Mensa definitely wants to beat his ass. So other than that, he can get in line. But we're not here for DJ Academics we're and his rebrand. We are here for someone infinitely more important. Yes. Or infinitely more overrated. Ooh. Ooh. That's just my hate speaking. I'm just talking shit, trying to be a little bit more provocative uh-huh. and get the people going. Fifteen-year-old uh-huh. me has just turned this off. <laughs> 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 Most fifteen-year-old uses are kind of cornballs. True. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Fifteen-year-olds well, are slightly more yeah. in tune to today. Like it's kind of like if you listen to like '90s hip hop, it's kind of like when I went to where I used to go to a suburban school and every all the kids were like wearing like Led Zeppelin shirts and stuff like that. That's how they feel about Nas and Wu Tang and Jay and all those other kids. And That's they would their- actually like listen to the bands and. Yeah. Listen to the bands whose shirts they wore. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I used my to my that. my nieces are the only black kids that run around in like Smashing Pumpkins t-shirts that actually listen to Smashing Pumpkins because oh, I wow. raised them right. Yo, good job, <laughs> good job, say, like, good job. We can't hit on the teenagers because the person we're talking about today, he kind of was making his magnum opus when he was a teenager, mm-hmm. yep. and that that is one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Was his best work made twenty five years ago? We are, myself included, celebrating uh, the 25th anniversary of, which is hands down one of the most important albums in the history of modern music. Yes. And yes. definitely yes. top five in rap ever. Yes. Like that's, that's hands down. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. But the question that we're asking now is, has... Nas's career lived up to his hype. To the first album he ever put out. Indeed. That is hype. uh, And like, can we talk? (laughs) Can we talk about Illmatic and what that album means today, 25 years later? All right. So when you started talking about Illmatic, like there are various documentaries and interviews that have happened about this album uh, leading up to the 25th anniversary and the 20th anniversary. He did a whole uh, live orchestrated version of it last year that he put out. We went to went to like one of the release parties as a family, if y'all remember. Um, yes, we did. <laughs> we did. And uh, it's undeniable that that is the blueprint for how to make a perfect album. It was groundbreaking in a lot of different ways just because nobody was rapping like Nas at the time. 
in a sense of like combining the street stuff with also like the intellectual side of him but also just gathering as many dope producers as he could at the time like there's so many legendary producers that have worked on that album and you can see like there's a level of anticipation that was there for that album that we haven't seen since like or that we didn't see until maybe like Kendrick we were waiting for Good Kid Mad City to actually come I, out I would say the Drake first album Fish Drake's, album this right, is also Drake's before we knew too. that he doesn't write his shit though so <laughs> alright mm-hmm. just shout to everybody today which is fine cause you know I, I'll join in on the Drake hate but it's not uh, Drake hate if it's true he doesn't write his shit true. I know that he doesn't write all of his stuff cause he's written stuff yeah but you people. can't you can't tell me what he's written and what he's not you he can wrote, tell he wrote Alicia Keys um, Unbreakable okay I'm talking about his <laughs> own album I'm talking about no, his he, own he, album yeah no like this is the this is the point I this is the point I bring yeah, up and this yeah. is like, I understand the anticipation for Drake's album but then like like I, and this is something that I can't respect about Nas you know even when those rumors about how Dead Prez was you know goes one of like I think it was Stickman that Stick was man, writing yeah. his mm. shit and even Stickman came out and was like nah that shit ain't happened like yeah. Like Drake can't say that. Yeah. You know, no. Kendrick could well, potentially say that. Because I don't view, I just think he's a pop artist first and MC second. And pop artists do that. But it's weird when you put him in the lanes with the Kendricks in, in the, in the you know, Coles or whoever's. Because I'm old and I don't really listen to that much new hip hop unless I have to play it. Um, but um, this guy, yeah, let's keep it real. But like, I feel like you know, I put him with like Adele, like you know, like he's he's a singer first and that occasionally raps. And I because he raps with no conviction, I don't but I believe anything. That, but he didn't come out being a singer, like he used to do like that no, stuff and where a, he rap he rapped. Times he have changed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And you know what? As much as I'm here to slander Drake. Let's focus right now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. On, okay. On Nas. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, yo, that's coming from me, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> how, no, I mean, yeah. like, you're talking about the K. Marco's uh, love of Nas superseding his his hate of Drake. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I, I'm just gonna lay the story. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not the biggest Nas fan. There was a, a point in my life where I would have said Nas over Jay, but literally two weeks after I said that to one of my friends, I've been Jay over Nas just because like, there's more consistency to it. Mm-hmm. But this leads back into our question about has Nas uh, lived up to the billing that was Illmatic? Like we said before, like, like I said before, it is a perfect album. It doesn't stay for too long. It makes you go back and listen to it again. All the production on it is... Uh, bananas something that Nas has not been able to replicate to that same degree mm-hmm. in all his subsequent albums and you can hear all you can hear uh, new rappers trying to do the same thing you can hear like J. Cole literally made a song called I Let Nas Down mm-hmm. uh, when you hear the ideas of like a Kendrick of trying to make a cohesive album but that tells a specific story without necessarily making a commercial hit that's what Illmatic was too um, and it's just interesting it's interesting to look at like how people still say Nas is an influence to me there's certain people that won't even reference Nas that never listen to Illmatic but like the rappers like the rappers that 
will rap. The rappers that look at themselves as MCs that are still coming up today, they still go back to that album and they sample from it. They use lines from it. Like, it's inevitable. This is an album that's going to be around uh, for forever and it's left an indelible mark on music. Yeah, um, I will say this. I Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. Um, Are you a Nas fan? I'm a Nas fan as I am a fan of hip-hop. Mm. Not the same thing, but that's okay. I'm a fan of Jay. I'm a fan of no, The Roots. No, this is what I'm, This is the question. But Are you a Nas fan? Since I'm not, like, I'm in my 30s, I'm no one's fan in that case. I just like I the music. I know plenty. 30 and 40 plus people who will say that they are a Nas fan. That's that true. is not I. I like that's true. The, question. That was that's true. the question is the question is like if am I a Nas fan as, as much as I'm like am I a fan of the singer Monica? Yes, cuz I like those people. But <laughs> but am I a Nas fan as that you better love Nas as much as I do because I'm a, I love him cuz he's the best and I know better than you? No, I'm not. I think he's okay. good. I, he's my favorite rapper. I will say there. He's not my. He's not what I consider the best rapper. I think there's. I uh, Black Thought from the Roots is the greatest rapper of all time to me. But Ooh. whoever I, mean, I, if I strand on a desert island, I have to pick one catalog besides like Tribe. I'm picking Nas. He's uh, my favorite rapper, ooh. bruh. <laughs> For real? Yeah. You want those albums after? You want the albums between it was written and Life is. is I will say they were equally. He has as equal misses as Jay Z does. Jay Z is also my top five. Nah. I I like. I. Kingdom Come is as bad as Nostradamus. Uh, Yo, you keep wilding. All right, hold on. This is not the conversation here. Yeah, that's not the conversation. This is like this is the this is the important part that I want about this. Is I don't want Nas is a legend, and I think that um, taken back from the episode that we had on Dame Dash, where uh, Dame's career is almost like a before the breakup of Rockefeller and after the breakup of Rockefeller. For real though, and they're, they're basically in his relationship of jay-z i think that nas even after the beat that he had with jay-z even after takeover versus ether has still had Takeover's a career <laughs> thank you <laughs> one hot album every 10 year average but let's actually get some basic uh stats of what kind of impact Illmatic had so when Illmatic first came out kind of flopped only sold thirteen thousand units its first week Gold in 1996, the album dropped in 1994. Album did not go platinum until 2001. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about an album that was, it was across the board, lauded, critically acclaimed. It got five mics in the source, which at the time was unheard of. And Miss Info caught hell at the time when she was shorty, I believe mm -hmm. her name was at the time. And critically, super well received. Commercially, not as well received. Yeah, you had Dre and Snoop selling millions and millions of records, and you had Biggie and Puff selling millions and millions of records. So, the idea of its immediate impact is interesting, especially when you compare the idea that the second album, what it was written, yeah. went triple platinum. That's the that's the one that's also critically. 
I not think not no lambasted. You know why? Because all the critics liked Illmatic, but no one else knew what Illmatic was. I went to this um, because you talk about the legacy after. If it was for it was written in the more commercial albums, we wouldn't be talking about Nas the way we're talking about him now. We'd be talking about him in a totally different light. It was like, oh. Remember that guy? He had that really dope album in like '94. Yeah, that shit was dope. Anyway, let's talk about Biggie. We would we wouldn't be talking about this because he beat Elder Sensei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No um, shots, just saying. I I remember I went to suburban high school. Like they only knew the they only knew like the summer before that. All they listened to was Coolio. <laughs> And then when I count, the, That's the, weird. the summer before Wait, that, it was the suburb. It was like what suburb? Uh, Parsifany, New Jersey. Okay. So Jersey. first of all, Coolio was definitely had the the millennials on lock because yeah. of all that. No, no. But then the, that was summer coming. That was coming back. In Gangsta's Paradise. That was oh, coming okay. back to that was coming back to the suburbs from '95, '96. I because I like lived in Mount Vernon in a in the summer with my mom, and then I went back to New Jersey with my dad. When I came back from school, everybody was talking about, and again, this is 95% white kids. They were talking about the Fuji's album, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and it was written. So de- definitely when you talk about, yeah, obviously it was written was not nearly as good as uh, um, Illmatic, but it had an impact to the fact that white kids and the birds were bumping that. That was like... They, like that, him and Biggie were on the same level of popularity at that I time mean, in the birth. It's funny when you go back and look at the interviews and the documentaries. They all say that Nas purposely was like, "I'm gonna get with Lauren. I'm gonna make a platinum record." Mm-hmm. Because no matter as as critically acclaimed as Illmatic was at the time, and as much as it reverberated with other musicians, like he was like, "I need to eat," and so he went out there and tried to make like a smash. And I think it was ran. It's a classic album to me. Like, I feel like everything going on in hip hop is in that album at that time. The slick production of what's with Tone and Poke, that was like what Puff and Big were doing. The the mafioso stuff, that's what Mob and Wu Tang was doing. And then, like, the intro uh, introspective stuff, like, um, I gave you power, Black Alarms, that was stuff underground heads were doing. So, everything you want that was going on in hip hop in 1996 was in that album. And I think that album is not obviously not diplomatic, but it's definitely a classic album on itself. Oh, wait, you want to say something, Eduardo? Oh, yeah, we have Eduardo here. Yes, he he came in a little late, but Eduardo is the man. So, are we saying that Jay Z is the set bar of success if we're comparing Nas, like as far as his career? I'm gonna say, uh, for the purposes of this conversation, I don't think that Nas deserves something like that. I think that when you're looking at these two people who are giants, mm-hmm. and the most important artists of this day and age. Are going to cite either Hove or Nas or both of them in their top five. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should compare the two. Honestly, I get that. Yeah, you can break down what the beef meant, but in the very fact that you're going to find equal sets of people who believe in either or is that you have to judge them according to the position in hip hop that they have. Until recently, Hove wasn't going to be that person that was going to give you the cultural reflections that Nas would. Mm-hmm. Ho was not going to, he wasn't going to shake the table. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you might hear some different things sonically, mm-hmm. but Ho ain't going to say that hip hop is dead. Ho mm-hmm. is eating off of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Nas has never had the best business dealings. Until uh, recently, like, until yeah. recently, it's weird how they no, switch, but then now we're talking past. about ne- yeah, <laughs> we're talking. No, I don't think they have. I think that 
Nas probably had somebody in his camp that was going to direct him better. But when you look at a lot of Nas's investments, it's kind of with the homies. Hove had the better team to tell him, you know, this is what you should be investing in. No, it's he interesting because deals. he got the mogul deals yeah. compared to but Nas. He, but he didn't, he didn't negotiate those mogul deals. That's Let's true. be real. No, of course. But yeah, but Nas is also now doing the Silicon Valley thing. So it was weird that even like how you said that Jay wasn't the, the cultural guy and Nas wasn't the business guy, how they kind of both met at the same peak in the, in the last 10 years. You would say because Nas is definitely doing business things on and in, in, um, on Silicon Valley on a reg, and Jay has matured a lot lyrically. Like listen to 440. I think it's in this. I think it's the third best album. But when you so, yeah. like, well, yeah, well, we're so, talking about something that has. Yeah. We're talking about like the last two to three, maybe four or five years mm -hmm. of like a 25 year career yeah. yeah i mean and they're intertwinable because it's always the king of new york stuff there's even before the, even during the like before the beef it's always who uh who's better Nas or jay it's always been that debate they're the brandy and monica hip-hop so yeah <laughs> that's actually city is mine i mean but they were also arguing <laughs> over <laughs> So it was like it was that girl is mine too. Oh uh, man, oh uh, man, yeah, that's yeah, that got a little ugly. <laughs> but a little ugly. It got somebody said somebody said it got super ugly. It didn't get uglier. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get uglier than condoms in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super ugly. I know. I got. Um, it. I got it. <laughs> sorry. I kind of wanted to yeah. to expound uh, yo, upon it. Uh, so has Nas lived up to the billing of Illmatic? I would say commercially and like money wise. Yes, he's fulfilled the promise of having a very long career, having a storied career of having many highs, so many hits, so many songs that have merit behind it, that it being just commercially successful. Like we all pen Nostradamus and whatever that other album was, but I he am. did he did have a should hey say what's your price? It was still is a, it, still a hit single. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? <laughs> I that's when because I, I and I've told the story. I had three purchases. My mm -hmm. first purchases when I was when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, had to have my uncle come through with me because I was too young to buy fucking parental advisory shit. Mm -hmm. I bought two albums. Well, I bought three. The two rap albums were Volume Three: Life and Times of S. Carter mm -hmm. and. Nostradamus. You did tell me earlier Cisco was in that basket. Yeah. And that's the best album of the three. Unleash the Dragon? Unleash <laughs> the Dragon was kind of fire. <laughs> nah, because I had to join with Beanie Siegel on yeah. it. And How with the with the epic line yeah. that I knew that he was the most dangerous man in hip hop at the time. I can see you and I see you on a respirator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> that's a bad man. But there was of course, uh, Omi. And when that man said, Omi back like 40 acres to blacks and talking about a woman owing him sex, mm -hmm. I knew that this nigga was a con artist. <laughs> and I knew Whoa. that all... That, and I, as a, Those are strong as a, words. As a, as a, I don't know. As I, was, uh, I was probably like 12 years old. I was like, this is a jive-ass motherfucking turkey here. It's <laughs> a jive-ass turkey. He's a jive-ass turkey. And I, and I will say that... I think. <laughs> Gene, why can't read? So what? I guess he what? can listen. Wait, to wait, that? Was that? How did that happen? Where did that come from? Y'all yeah. didn't hear that narrative. No, I'm... 
I was like, we were. I was like, damn! I thought y'all, you're gonna make a joke about him being alcoholic. Like, no, you gotta hit him with the illiteracy. Damn! I don't, I, now I, I'm not sure of any R&B artists from the '90s can read. Jagged Edge, I'm looking at you now. Yeah. Nah, nah, good. Boys to men didn't spell their shit right. Now I'm looking at them. <laughs> Yo, but they were amazing. Donald Jones is going to hear about this. He's going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Where exactly does he want to be? Exactly. Not Write at it the X. Oh, right? No. Text me. Where do you? You're going to be mad as hell when a bot comes in. I'm just saying. All these, I'm just saying. All these niggas can sing, but they can't read. That's all I'm saying. Wow. That's not the all point. Right. The all point right. is all right. back. To okay. Nas and his career, and I want to ask you the question: Why is it that there is this enduring narrative about Nas either having to sacrifice commercial success or com- or creative integrity for the sake of his art? I don't hear that for many other artists from his day and age. Like I've seen money grabs from from RZA. But not the same type of scrutiny. The issue with Nas is the, is the curse of greatness, right? He made one of the best albums of all time his first time out. Yeah. Almost everyone else that we talk about on a regular basis, besides maybe Biggie, like they don't have that pressure. Pac's first album wasn't his best album. Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt was arguably Jay Z's best album, but even then, you can still have you can still have debates about like. The Black Album, Blue depending Frank. on who you are, Watch the Throne, 444, whatever, Blue or Frank. like Hard Knock Life, whatever. I need you, you to admit it. Blueprint. Okay. One of the Blueprints, okay, whichever you. one you want to put Blueprint in there. But dope. what I'm saying is like, there are other people that have come out the gate strong and had really good first albums. But like, there are very few people that have had legendary albums on their first time out, right? Which is why, instead of comparing Nas to Jay-Z, I kind of compared Kendrick and Nas. Because Kendrick came out with an album, his first album, commercial album, was Bananas. The second album, even if it wasn't as good or as accessible as the first one, it's still a good album. He came out with the third album, which is, some people say, his best work ever. I would say that it combines the two elements of the first and second album better than anything else he's ever put out. But at the same time, the arc and the trajectory is still trending up and you see space to grow mm-hmm. Nas because the pinnacle was so high even if you make something good it's still not going to be that same height that he was at before so first we get it was written which is a little bit more commercial if anybody else would have put that out as a sophomore album no problem he has to live up to Elmatic mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same the two next albums were duds I don't even know I don't know what the sales were on it I probably should have researched Does, that th- they both on platinum yeah so and that and and that's um, the thing. I am went on um, double platinum. Yeah. So and we and we're not. Even, I'm not sure about the time frame of that, but I bet you they went platinum either right after or before. Illmatic was platinum. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about someone is debating, that feels like he has to compromise his art in order to be commercially successful. Commercially successful. He literally just like look at the goddamn numbers. It's like I have to sit here and watch Will Smith win Grammys. While I write for him, yeah. and I get none of the accolades that I deserve. Well, also I will say that um, 
uh, Illmatic came out at a time when hip hop was at it coming to a turning point. Like hip hop and the hip hop scene was definitely changing from like the from like to, like summer '95 to like what it eventually became in like '96, and it became to more because like, of Big and Big's more flossy and glossy kind of motif and it was away from what Wu-Tang and Tribe was doing so when Nas came out with it was written it was like oh you're kind of going in the lane that we thought you were the pinnacle uh, the pinnacle of the opposite of that so it gets more scrutiny but having said that if he did not go commercial we wouldn't and it, all he had was Illmatic and he just released Illmatic after Illmatic and classic after classic honest to god don't think that in terms of mainstream the impact would not be talked about I mean, it would be like Big L where most rap heads know him but like you know Becky and Tiffany on in the street will never not know of him whatsoever. So I do think that when you're saying did he live up to the impact of Illmatic, from the hip hop's perspective is arguable, but in the landscape of, of pop culture, yes, because I don't think Illmatic is necessarily the his entire representation like it is with hip hop purists. I think when you talk about because I guarantee if you ask the mo like people who are like casual fans and they were like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Nas song? They'll probably say, I, I rule the world, which is not Illmatic. That's true. So, actually <laughs> yeah, so it's, it is that. So I don't think for the, for the mainstream, the legacy alone, for the people who are voting that are going to vote for him, possibly in a rock and roll hall of fame. Some of them, Illmatic, they might know of it, but they just know Nas is the guy that raps a lot, and all the quote unquote smart rap guys know who he is. So, you just want Nas to drop the Daytona, basically. Oh, <laughs> I thought Nas here was good. I, I, I thought, yeah, I actually I, I, I think it's it, okay. I didn't mind that one, and like I, I like to say that Nas is in my top five. Like, I think that album was really good. That album's dope. I think, can I just say, I don't know, Street Disciple is crazy underrated. Life is good. Is Life is great. Life is good is my third favorite album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Street Disciple, like, doesn't, like, it has a problem with all rap double albums that it shouldn't be a double album. Yeah, but it's too if, Yeah, but it's dope. It's still, yeah. So, no. how do you feel about Nas's quality of music over the past few years, like, since, the, since Illmatic then? I think that only a few a handful of rappers have had better runs that lasted as long as he did that's why black thoughts the greatest rapper of all time to me because even like his worst the first woos album is rising down is still better than like like half of Nas's albums um um i think uh outcast has a strong catalog even Idlewild sucks but whatever uh hey stand by Idlewild, bro how can we stop that did, you watch, did you watch the movie? Soundtrack. I watched the movie and I had what the, the album. The movie was worse than the soundtrack. The movie was no, better than no. soundtrack. Hold, hold, <laughs> up, hold, hold. Oh, okay. What we're not going to do is we're not going to slander right. Idlewild. That well, movie is what hard we're not work. going to do is think that Paula Patton is actually a good actress. Whoa! Oh, I agree nah, with that. Nah, I agree with that. Nah, I am not here. <laughs> You're to a good rip boy. Down a strong <laughs> black woman. On this podcast, okay? That's what we're not gonna look, do. Look, look, she's one. a dope person. She just <laughs> a terrible actress. actress. She's bad at the acting thing, though. <laughs> That's her entire job. But it's anyway, her entire so, job. But I feel like with like a lot of rappers, 
including Nas, including Jay, including like Bust, including all the rappers from the 90s that are still doing shit today, they have their pluses and they have their negatives. And I think like when you talk and I, what I don't like is when rapper like when we talk about our classic rap uh, like MCs and we just focus on their negative shit when they you know they gave us classics like Elo Kuja, like like half of his shit is whack but come on he is art he's still top 10 because what he gave us was a legacy that cannot be matched all right, all right. so no <laughs> no so, yeah, yeah. no first of all mm-hmm. I need an actual name of somebody who has LL Cool J in their top 10 <laughs> I need a name. Sorry. Give me an act. Uh, He's my number 14. Before 1980? Before? At all. I have all, all time. At all. all. Time. I need one no, person. Dude, there, there I need one. Too. I need one person. I need one human being that has LL Rico. Cool J in the top. Rico. Oh. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That, that did not work with him. Yeah, that's true. All right. Where, true. What do you, where do, like, but is he... When you think of L O Cool J, where do you, where does your mind go? Great, one of the one of the greatest, or meh? Where do you where does your mind go? He is kind of one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, he kind of is. Even if he's I not mean, top ten, he is one of the term goat. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Pass his prime. Yeah. <laughs> Pass his prime. That's <laughs> Head sprung shouldn't have been a hit. Shit, who do you love shouldn't have been a hit. To be honest. Like he was lounging like, remix, lounging remix. Lounging, is dope. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, like, but like, again, all, all this is like his his prime was right before the golden age of hip hop. No, his prime was early nineties. What did you say? What? Right before the golden age of hip hop. Whoa, wait. Mama said knock a... you out. Are we saying that's the prime? Because I think that's the prime. Exactly. But I'm saying when was that? That was not 91. Even, yeah, that wasn't. Right before the golden age of hip hop. The golden age of hip hop. The golden I'm going to say that the golden age of hip hop is really going to be introduced with Elmatic, where you have this, this symbiosis of both cu- cultural, like critically and commercially acclaimed music okay. 94 to 99 that's a five-year like you could say that the early 90s was right there but i'm saying like when you're having the top tier mm-hmm. artists that are that can still pack out a, a yeah. spot uh still pack out an arena mm-hmm. in 2019 <clears throat> i'm gonna say that ll cool j was winding down before they came to, to but still one of the greatest though i'm just saying like tell me somebody that has him in his top 10. like he's not in no nobody in here has ll cool j in their top 10. this is the point i'm yeah, trying to make because i was i was three with no he was because super you're, not, you're not going to because you can even acknowledge a rakim a cool drew rap you can That's acknowledge true. you can acknowledge other I artists mean, Big Daddy yeah, Kane. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane is probably like, in my top. Probably... He's in my top five. All right, yeah, then. Yeah, so don't talk to me about oh, my oh, fucking oh, 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 like... Who's Yeah, who, who has Big Daddy Kane in their top, in their top five right I now? I do. He does. I do. Okay, Rob. Yeah, but Rob. But you're going to... You, there are going to be... Yeah, there's older, older No, people. you're going to... There's going to be somebody that's going to have Rock him in their top ten. Oh, hell yeah. All right. In their top ten. Yo, this whole Golden Age Hip Hop... Y'all going to be mad. Golden Age Hip Hop was 2010 all right, so Kyle, Kyle, I don't know how I feel about right, you anymore. All right, so <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, yo, I'm coming, I'm coming in hot. I'm coming no, hot. seriously, because like, okay. how are we friends? How are we friends? I don't even know anymore. So I have one more question for you all. <clears throat> so um, there's so much scrutiny about this man's career. 
mm-hmm. about his catalog, about his place in hip hop. Yeah. And I always am trying to get down to the core of where the arguments are coming from. It's not commercial success. Mm-hmm. You know, he has enjoyed, he's gone double platinum at most. And that's like three times. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about his demote, his best album commercially took years to go gold and platinum, mm-hmm. right? Critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. With his most successful albums, they're they're critically panned. Mm-hmm. He there is a there are big gaps of time between his his last few albums. Mm-hmm. We're talking about three to five years between them. Mm-hmm. Nasir, which even he said he didn't like. Mm-hmm. Then there's Life Is Good. There's Untitled. There's Hip Hop and De- Is Dead. Mm-hmm. All these albums are barely going gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, are critically panned, mm-hmm. and yet there is this idea that he is one of the best ever, mm-hmm. and he's always going to be labeled as such. Mm-hmm. I have a question: have, Has Nas just benefited from the last vestiges of New York's influence on hip hop propping him up, and is his relevance today because? There are people in the industry, people who are important or considered authorities on the culture of hip hop and the genre of of rap music that continue to hold them in high regard. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking to the most casual listeners or just people who love the music, but just continue to just follow the developments of the of the culture and genre Mm -hmm. that, you know, just kind of put him there Mm -hmm. because that's just the thing to do. Like, why is Nas still at the center of this culture and genre of music? There are simple reasons. Uh, well, my simple reason is he made Illmatic, he made It Was Written, he made Stillmatic, he made Life Is Good. And it's that simple. Lauryn Hill made one solo album and was on one was on two, two Fuji albums, but the first one was panned commercially and critically. Because right? it's the worst. Yeah. So she basically has one and a half albums under her belt. She still tours. She still does show. People still wait two hours for her to be late and perform half a set. And she doesn't even own the rights to the songs on Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. So she's doing versions of them. Not even doing the ones that people are familiar with. So if she can do that with her seminal album, he could have done that with Illmatic. And I think that's enough for him to always be in the zeitgeist. All right. I wanted to counter that is that there is a growing subset of the community that mock Lauren Hill. And and yes. there you you're not going to find the same type of ridicule for Nas. Nas has caught hell several times for having putting out bad work. Period. Mm-hmm. He has. That has happened. People have talked about it. I mean one of you the line that you quoted from Takeover one hot album every 10 year average coming from the biggest rapper at the time. Added to that, the, there's off the court issues. People come for Nas all the time. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, so I think because he's put out such good work, he's done it more than once. Like if his whole career was It Was Written, Stillmatic, and Life Is Good, and he only put those three albums out, we would look at Nas a completely different way. But because we have to balance those scales against the whack albums he's, he's put out, then you're looking at him like the batting average isn't as good. Yeah. So I think that goes into it too. But because he 
People still look at him and they, he, because, sorry, because of the star that was shined on him from the first album he ever put out, it being a classic, him arguably making another classic and still Matic, and him putting, having multiple classic songs and still being able to work with almost anybody in the industry, people are always going to have that respect for him. And I think he's earned his place and his reputation in the industry. And I will also add that no matter how, for every one bad Nas song, there's an amazing Nas song in every single, every single album that you talk about, even Nostradamus has last words, which is amazing. Like he has bars. He, when he is the, when he's rapping on top, he's the best rapper in the world. That's not always consistent. Like even Nas here, which people don't like. There, everybody was talking about you know certain songs like Adam and Eve is amazing to me um, like like you he always has like even when he comes out every year he comes out he has like an amazing verse so it's not like he's just like resting on his laurels sometimes he puts out whack shit but when he puts out stuff he is amazing at Nas at his best is better than any rapper but that's not always the case if Nas has never been at his best then can you say that like Nas I, I, has been at his best. That's the yeah. whole thing. Okay, so you can't Nas say was, Nas was not. But we're saying Nas was at his best for Illmatic, his first album. Yeah, but there's years ago. he has a bunch of singles that have been okay, hits that like, have been like I do you do you put somebody that has a bunch of singles or just has two three or four songs that you really like on an album in your top five? But he also I, has I, I, albums. my top five, and I think a lot of his albums are like that too. I yeah, think he has, has some, was not I, a hit every has some time. Tricks. We gotta act like I know girls like did not happen. <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> I might all right, I might get shot over this next statement, but Duck Down has an entire label built around artists whose best albums were in the nineties. Mm. Um, and they tour continuously. I think, I think outside, that's different. Outside of Sean P, I will say that I, I will yeah. say that that mm-hmm. I can't I re- I can't verify that, but I can say that if you're talking to a diehard fan of Duck Down Records, yeah. they're going to disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And that's no, why that's not true because nah. I love Duck Down, and I will say that. If they're, we're talking, if we're talking about Smith and Wesson, yes, Black, Black Moon, Moon, Buckshot, yeah, those are, and that's the crux of their. That's yeah, the crux of and, label, I, and when I'm saying that uh-huh. you have people who are, when I say diehard, is that they I also di- identify with the music. They yeah. also yeah. live the music. When I have had the conversations with both fans of Jay Z, Nas, um, let's mention some Kendrick, mm. J Cole. There are there are hits and misses. But when I'm hearing somebody saying, yo, he's in your top five and you're giving me three songs from a few of his albums that you really like, but then you're saying a whole lot of that other shit is poo. I think more than half of his albums are good. But but bruh, Talib Kweli's in my top five and he has like three good albums. Like I love love Talib, but like, it's like... His albums are good. He has the first Reflection Eternal album. Black, uh, the Black Star album, quality was all right, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Where if you put it together, you probably if you put together like his ten other albums he's put out since then, probably have three really good albums. And I only think, and I love Tyler. And I just ran down his discography in my head. I only think five Nas albums are like not good. Compared to, <laughs> How many? compared to, I think there's other six, other five six. albums that are not good. Out, out of compared what, that like to ninety percent of other rap of careers that have lasted for more than twenty five years, 
have more than 50% of your albums be good. We just talked about Tilo Kwali. He's only he hasn't even been there that as long as Nas. So True. Well, I am looking forward to hearing from the Nas fans. I hope that we have spurned your agreement or your ire. I don't give a fuck about either. Drew Ha, don't kill me. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't mind either. Uh, I just want to hear about the conversation. I love hearing that people are so invested in our culture to offer their their thoughts and uh, opinions as well as their critiques or um, support. You can hit us up on our social medias at HKL Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you, you can also... Leaving. Can I say one thing? Sorry. When you start leaving messages on the Instagram, I'll start shouting you out on a podcast. I'll let your boy. <laughs> Indeed. You're adorable, K Marco. Aw, thank you. The most adorable juggernaut of them all. <laughs> still hate still hate the juggernaut. Just saying. Can we get Marv to just do that on every podcast? No, can we get Marv to just do that on mic once so that way we can just use that? Oh yeah, so we can always That could be your brands. And also let us know. We can continue the conversation on Facebook as well at Hard Not Life Podcast. Rob, would you like to let our listeners know where they can find you? No. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> DJ <laughs> Rob Champion at, uh, at both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow me there. Uh, you can listen to the Cooler Than Ecto podcast. It's a dope nostalgia podcast for undope times. We're on every streaming platform. Subscribe. Kyle's been on a few episodes. Yep. I'm um, looking forward to joining you. I was yeah, also on one. You're on one episode. Yeah, yeah. It's our most listened to episode too ah! of I all time. It. It's not even on like the podcast feed. It's just and what? <laughs> and what? And I beat y'all. <laughs> can we talk what about cow? Spike Lee? I just did a Spike Lee episode, but we could talk more about him. Yeah. Because I can also mention about how he's blocked me on Twitter. Oh, nice. Oh, good. I'm trying to get Hulk Hogan to block me on Twitter, so. Oh, that shouldn't be that Have hard, sex though. with his daughter. No. Yeah, that's not going to work. And we, and we know that y'all had to live a hard night life. <laughs> but we hope y'all make it look easy. Until next time. Peace. Oh, Peace. Okay, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>